Hello and welcome back to the Insight NBL show, uh, our weekly preview show. Uh, now that's round 17. Um, I feel like it's a bit of an easier week, I think. Um, but as always, we're brought here today by the Standard Squeeze, Ryan from Astute Newstead and Bonus Bank. I'm the Supercoach Matrix and I'm here with my co-host, Hamadou Diallo himself. Hammer, how was your weekend? Uh, it was a mixed bag. It's uh, been bloody hot here though. That's... Uh... Haven't left the aircon. What about yourself? You went to a wedding. Yeah, went to a wedding that had no aircon. Um, it was it was a really good wedding. We were we were in the creek and stuff. But I tell you what, three days without uh, phone reception and without um, without aircon, uh, the big dog was sucking them in. I wore my three days allowance of shirts in the first day. That'll let you know how I went. Wetting profusely, but. I suppose a, a wedding with no phone reception is better than a wedding at, without an actual reception. So, could yeah, have been worse. There was a there was a reception. It was pretty wild, and uh, yeah, let's just say I'm on the waters tonight. Um, <laughs> Unusual. On, on yeah, it definitely is. Um, on today's show, uh, we're going to go through how we went this week. We're going to go through our squeezes of the week. Um, we're going to hit our round sixteen preview. Hit our mo- the most traded. Um, our trade and captain thoughts and answering your questions along the way. We're getting to the pointy end of the season. Um, my PSA this week is the deadline is 5.30 Australian Eastern Daylight Time on mm-hmm. Thursday. So it's been Wednesday the last couple of weeks. Um, a bit earlier on the Thursday because I've got the two games on the Thursday this time. Cool. Mark your calendars. <laughs> yeah, set, set an alarm in your phones. Um let me, uh, let's head over to the news. It's time for some news from around the league. Mate, Gary Clark went down, tried to come back on the floor, and then ultimately stayed off. He's 11% owned, but 68% owned in the top 5%. Um, he's one of the biggest names in Supercoach at the moment, uh, probably due to the schedule and his fit, tremendous play at the moment. Um, are you worried about Gaz? Uh, slightly. I'll, I'll wait for more news, but he looked sensational in game one. Game two, he definitely looked like there was something holding him back, and, and he left the court straight to the locker rooms uh, late in that one after being rather unproductive. So, uh, like you said, he's owned uh, pretty heavily in the top, uh, you know, a few percent of coaches. So, definitely a wait and see with this one, and probably a bit of other work to do with trades if guys were uh, planning on holding him. Yeah, it could be could be a trade out option. I know I'm planning on starting him this week. Honestly, every week that I have Gary Clark, I'm I'm starting yeah. him. Um, the only week I didn't get him is the one where I thought he might have been suspended for the drink driving. So um, uh, there's that going on with Gaz. Um, but Source is out for the year, which takes him yeah. out of the equation, and maybe Southeast Melbourne out of the equation. Yeah, it's a big one. This last round and, and this round coming were probably the last chance he was overly relevant on the Southeast Melbourne double. Um, but yeah, it's sort of been a disappointing year for him. He's he's produced well when he's been in, except when we've captained him, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he had the injury to start the season. He's going to miss the rest of the season. He is under contract for next year, so 
they're probably going to be a bit more cautious with him. But um, yeah, he's undergoing surgery on that knee. Yep. And Southeast Melbourne, uh, can I mention, are currently 10th. Um, so 36ers mm-hmm. have jumped them as well. So, um, yeah, look, Who they're not him. Start of the year? Not me. I thought they would be going fantastic. Melbourne United are about where I thought. Wildcats are about where I thought. I think Jack Jumpers are about where I thought. Bullets have probably exceeded expectations, but Southeast cool. Melbourne, I expected them to be probably top four. Definitely. We, we saw them live in the uh, in the preseason. We saw uh, even the replacement import look legit. And it, it just really, uh, even though they have been bit by the injury bug, I still don't think that's been that big of a difference. They've been ordinary even when they've had their full squad. Yeah, probably a question mark around the coach and stuff starts to come out uh, shortly. Yeah. Is, is my... Mike Kelly in the hot seat, like any other season, you'd say yes. But we've had Jacob Jacomas, we've had CJ Bruton already let go. Have they been his saving grace that they were just worse? Hey, it could have been. And he's going to put it down to injury, um, mm-hmm. which is hard. They haven't had, really had consistency. True. True. But he's also, like, he's running out of excuses. He had that one dream run in Cairns when he had. Machado, Newbel, Space Cam, Oliver. Uh, after that, though, he's, he's had a pretty dubious record as a head coach. Yep. Um, mate, I know, like, so we get a bit of rain around home, and I know you're the person I call. Um, hey, mate, I got 30 mil. What'd you get? And um, I can hear you out in out in the backyard in your DAX, just pouring out your little... Um, yeah, your little um, treasure chest out the backyard and you're, and you're tweeting it and you're doing all that. Can you tell us a bit more about this cyclone forming up north and um, Look, whether you think that'll affect to, anything? It's hard to hear you over my weather vane. It's spinning sometimes really fast. But, uh, yeah, we look like we've got another cyclone heading up north. It looks like it's coming a little south of Cairns, more likely to hit north of Mackay. Um, going to bring a whole lot of rain with it. Looking like it's going to cross the Cat 3, but... We know last time when it when it came into Cairns, airports were closed. There was a uh, possibility of games being missed, uh, postponed. Cairns was stuck in Brisbane for a bit. So nothing of concern yet uh, as far as the schedule goes. But, yeah, what's the space? Um, look, I'm not necessarily getting Cairns players out because there's a cyclone up north. But no. the schedule allows you to get Cairns players out yeah. basically it's now much anyway. less so. relevant the last time it came in. Mate, let's let's talk about the doc and um, Doctor Doolittle. So he did mm. play, um, but let's talk about uh, my boy. Oh, yeah, that like, was what happened there. That was a big call, and, and it was in my back of my mind with you uh, making that call on the pod last week. And after uh, after the first game, I I felt vindicated that you know you were as wrong as you usually are, but. Game two, he came to play. And I think there's a few, and we're going to chat about it. Um, I see a really good question from Corey Blackledge about two players, 200 to 300K as forwards. There's a few people um, that are in that late hundreds, early 200s that can go off in the right game, and Ush is one of them. Mm-hmm. He's definitely uh, showing he can. And, and earlier in the season, he seemed to take away from the team when he was that starter minute guy. And, and Doolittle came in and found his feet and, and they found their groove, but they didn't miss a beat on the weekend, did they? 
No, they they look good. Um, Doolittle obviously working back from the concussion. Um, so yeah, look, hopefully another big week from Usher because I think he'll probably not not because I want him to, um, but I think he'll probably sit on my bench for the rest of the year now. So yeah, look, having Usher sitting on your bench is a hell of a lot better than uh, someone not looking at anyone in particular who has Diwali Bales and Fabian Krizlovic still on the bench. So you could do yeah. a lot worse. Um. Mate, let's have a chat about how we went. Um, would you like to start or do you want me to go? Mate, you go. It's got the iPad on charge. I need to double check this. <laughs> no, sounds sounds good. Um, respectable is the word I would use for mine. Um, it was looking huge after captaining McCall and mm. McCall having whatever he had, 45, 46 in the first game, um, even though he fouled out. Um yeah, just went huge in the first one. I brought in Usher as well, um, which obviously blew up in the second one. I started yeah. frolling over over Hump, um, which I which I said on Discord and a bit on, bit on my Twitter. I just like the matchups a bit better with the fact that Hump was getting, you know, that was garbage time game that that first one. So he sort of got sat down, um, but ultimately not having caught. Captaining McCall got me four fifty three, still top four percent for the week, and twenty two small. But uh, pretty welcome green arrows, I would call them. Absolutely. You've done exceptionally well. Like you said, mate, it was a week where after the first couple of games, you know, I was feeling pretty good about myself and kind of peaked after that first McCall game. But I finished with 433, good enough for top 7%. Probably could have been a lot more. Captain McCall probably hurt a little. Uh, Rolling was good. Pump was solid. Uh, Gary Clark was great in the first game. Like we said, the injury plagued that second hit out. Uh, even Valentine had a had a good one. He had like 29 super coach points at the half and then finished with 30, I think. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've moved up one spot overall for the season, sitting 795 overall. Uh, and I'm almost at that point where uh, my season's on life support. I'm making that call where do I start playing head-to-head a little bit more than, than overall, but I'm going to give you a little, a little something here, Matrix. Um, look, normally I'm never wrong. In fact, I've never been wrong before. I'm, I'm just not as right as I normally am, but I think this week I'm going to concede. Okay. I, I said on the, the pod last week that without Doolittle, Cotton's going to struggle. Don't captain him. Man, was I wrong. He looked electric. Yeah, not having Cotton was... Season-defining, I would say. Yeah, but we only found that out after the second McCall game. I was still feeling pretty good until uh, I turned in at halftime in that second game and just thought, oh, my God, there is my season down the toilet, down the yep. flying toilet. And who thought that um, Brisbane would be the be the big stoppers there? Um, they're, yeah. they're flying in. You know, we're just having a bit of a chat about basketball right now, but they're – Flying into the into the top four right now, um, they'd get a second chance if it was finals at the moment. I thought mm-hmm. best case scenario they'll finish in five or six, but hey, they um, look they're a game ahead of the Kings at the moment. The Kings aren't convincing. I think they're two games ahead of the Taipans after beating them. Now um, they're yep. starting to just get a little bit of daylight there. Absolutely flying like a right hook from Aaron Baines, who uh, fired up again in that game with his little mate Latman. Yeah, no, I actually really enjoyed watching that bit. Um, caught, caught that. I actually love watching Bangers smash Lat May and not, not the biggest fan of Lat Mayan's game. While, um, we're, um, 
while we're on the uh, just the general basketball, can I just point out how abysmal and atrocious and absolutely putrid the refereeing has been, particularly this round, but all season. Like, there's been some shocking calls. Yeah, it's it's been a bit ordinary. I think that it's something they're going to have to look in the off-season now. Mm. Um, look, they've got to just keep going. But I don't know. Maybe they've just got to clarify a few things. I just aren't seeing a, mm. a consistent stance on anything. It just depends what, what coach you get. And um, oh, what, sorry, what ref you get? Yeah, it's been yeah. awful. If, if they're going to do a review, though, I would start with uh, Adam Ford's press conference at the end of the game, and, and that's where everything you need to conduct your review is because he went to town on them, and he's not wrong. No, no, he uh, he definitely went to town, um, mate. We um we're going to have a look at our um our squeeze of the week. Um, mm-hmm. Look. Uh, Dave from Do It For Jack is still holding out the top spot, um, who's, who's a big friend and fan of the show, still holding out top spot overall. Um, I think he's up by about 150 points now. Um, I see him tweeting. He's been, he's been sweating bullets. I've been having a bit of, having a, bit of a chat to him. Um, so, yeah, congratulations to him for holding that overall spot. Um, and he looks in line for a super coach ring from us. Um, but for last week's round score, it's Jack from Walhalla Wolves, um, who I've seen up there, uh, before, um, he's ranked 33rd overall and come away with a 562, which was 15 points ahead of, um, ahead of the next guy there that was Dylan with Giddy's disciples. And then Dave one point behind with, um, with 5.46. I see Vern Supercoach in the chat. Um, he took out the fourth spot with 5.45 into 31st overall. So guys that are performing well overall performed well this round. Um, yeah. All of them were top 40 in the top four there. Yeah, there's probably a lot to be said for that. These are the guys who've played well all year. They've got the cash. They've made the right trades. They've, they've set themselves up nicely. It's, it, it's some of the guys like myself who each week are now... Uh, playing catch-up, but, yeah. Maybe they should take our spots on the pod because we could learn a thing <laughs> or two from them. <laughs> maybe, maybe, but you wouldn't get to hear my charisma every week, and let's be honest, that's what people are here for. Um, mate, so round 17, I did sort of allude to the fact that I thought it might have been one of the easier rounds, and it's just a lot of popular teams have doubles this week. Um, yep. But that's when I start to think, hey, let's look forward to the next couple games. Um, Next week's an absolute stinker. Round 18, Mm -hmm. I've mentioned it for about three weeks right now. Um, Round 18 has only Adelaide and Tassie players. So don't be trading out Adelaide and Tassie players this week, even though there's a single game week this week. Um, Brisbane and Cairns are done for the year. Don't even look there. Um, they both have. They both finished the year with four singles. There's no cash generation um, that you're going to be getting here that you that you want. Um, so yeah, let's just let's just draw a line through Brisbane and Cairns. Look, Shannon Scott could be scoring sixty a game. I'm not adding him. So mm-hmm. yeah, look, if you've um, got him and you can slide him to a bench spot, you know he's better than some options. But yeah, you're not adding any guys from those teams. It's, season's done. They're cooked. Stick a fork in them, they're done. Yep. Yep. So the best ones going forward are Illawarra and New Zealand. Mm. Now, Illawarra, they are playing Perth on Thursday and then follow it up with uh, New Zealand in Illawarra. Um, How do you like those matchups for Illawarra? And I suppose we've got to have a little asterisk beside it. 
about does it change if Gaz Clark's playing or not? Well, someone's going to be the beneficiary. And, and we all have seen so far that when someone's out, the guy who steps into that starting lineup has been uh, Lee. And he has given us buckets. Man, he's, he's stroking it at some crazy clip right now. But he's rebounding really well. So there's, there's a guy, if you're holding on to him, he'll be solid, but he'll give you even more if a Gary Clark's out. So that's what I like in that matchup. Against Perth, it's, it's a tough matchup. They have very mobile guys in the four spot. Guys with some strength, like Doolittle, like, that's a pretty good matchup for Perth against Gary Clark anyway. Um, they're thin up front, though. So once you go past Keanu Pinder, they don't really have a lot at centre. So Sam Froling's probably going to go to town, um, especially in those minutes that Ulbricht, uh plays. If you can get a couple of fouls on Pinder, um, they're looking pretty good up front. But it's in the guards. The guards from Illawarra have been pretty putrid on both ends, but especially the defensive end. Uh, like Tyler Harvey, Justin Robinson can't guard their own shadow, let alone Bryce Coffey. So, yeah, good luck here's, there. Here's one. If Gary Clark's out, I might just – you know how you said you wanted to concede? I feel mm. like it is conceding by me adding Bryce Cotton when it's a poor play with the schedule. So I might just, um, look, get out Gary Clark if he's not playing. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I've got Taj McCall there, um, as I said. Um, cans are looking like it's time time to go, Cans. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just maybe, look, honestly, it could just be time for me to get Cotton if that if Gary Clark isn't playing. Um, I might just forego Anthony Lamb and get Clark and just move on later on. Well, when you start to factor in that you need a captain option, Cotton's a, a very clear choice. Lamb had 31 actual points and finished with like 33 supercoach points. He didn't rebound the ball well at all in that last game. Um, you know, is Cotton the obvious or the only captain choice if Gary Clark's out? Like Sam Froling's a little up and down. Who else would look at? Maybe a Mitch Creek, but I tell you what, Southeast Melbourne are so putrid that you know he could do. He could his... be down thirty at halftime. Yeah, put the put the cue in the rack. Like the only reason he's playing forty minutes is is because they only have six players at the moment. Like, yeah, yeah I was actually standing next to my phone wondering, wondering if I could get a run. Mm. Yeah, man. Um, Just put your hand up. Let him know, <laughs> mate. So we've. We've had a bit of a chat about Southeast Melbourne, and they have Perth and Sydney this week. Um, I won't be touching them with a 10-foot pole. Um, I suppose sources out. Um, is there any? Is there anything in GAC? And I'm in Gorzak, not a colder. Uh, you know what? I think a lot of us have romanticised that three-game run he had in Brisbane last year. I was actually at one of the games where they were playing the Jack Jumpers, and... Uh, I don't know why he got the run, but he he put up numbers, man. He was he was catching lobs, throwing down, rebounding, swatting shots, and and that's the gap, you know, who, who's living rent free in my head, and who I thought Southeast Melbourne were getting. And, and and you look at it on paper, and you think big sources out, they've got no bigs. It's it's a, it's Gak, or it's Anzac Restretto, or some yeah. other kind of coffee. I, I don't know. Like there is daylight for second, but. He has not performed at all, has he? No, and I don't think there's enough in Southeast Melbourne. Double this week um, mm-hmm. and goes back to three singles. There's not enough for me to add, Gorzak. Yeah. The only um, reason you'd be adding him is as a cheapie 
if maybe you're still holding Wiley as your bench centre and he's out for another weekend. I haven't heard about him. But, yeah, it's it's probably too late to be downgrading to a guy with a poor schedule. Yep. Yeah. Um, Ford, so jumped in. The vanilla gorilla seems to be getting the minutes at centre. He's right. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Um, look, they've got Perth. We've, we've chatted a little bit about Perth. They're playing Illawarra, Southeast Melbourne. Um, Southeast Melbourne are playing Sydney and Perth. Um, not really good there. Um, New Zealand have, have a couple of doubles. Um, mm-hmm. They are all one double. Um, but they're playing Tasmania and Illawarra. Um, mm-hmm. What's that mean for not the easiest matchups this week? Not at all. Uh, look, New Zealand have a couple of guys that can go. PJC has shown us all year he... He comes good. Anthony Lamb puts up points. And he, and he normally is solid for, you know, that close to 10 rebounds. The last game was a bit of an aberration. But, you know, I like the matchups with Lamb. Um, he's a guy, he's dropped a little in price. I think he's about 395 now. Uh, that's a target. Did you see much of that game? It looked like uh, Will McDowell-White got a little bit more run, did a little bit more with the ball. Yeah, well, that's actually uh, in my notes. Um Look, he's played six games uh, since December 21st, 14 minutes, 17 minutes, 15 minutes, 22, and then 23 and 23 in the last couple. So playing north of 20, um, he had three points, three assists, and two rebounds, working his way back into an injury, uh, out of an injury. And then he had 10 points, four assists, and four rebounds. Now, in his last one, he had 13 points, a steal, a block, seven assists, and five rebounds in 23 minutes. Mm. I'm just yeah. starting to think, much like it sort of got to the point with Usher, is yeah. I need to close my eyes and throw a dart at the board, and I have X amount of money. Is Will McDowell white? And maybe from a somebody like Taryn Armstrong, who has an ordinary roster. I don't have too many. I've been setting up for these matchups for weeks. Um, mm. I don't have too many massive holes. I don't have anyone from Tasmania that I could really, I feel like I could add a week early, um, especially not in that um, in that guard spot. Um, not for that money anyway. I've got, say, 210K. I have been toiling around with Will McDowell-White. I don't hate it. Uh, what price are we looking at for a Will McDowell-White? Right now on the second hand market. 188K. I, I mean, players aside, 188K for a guy who's going to play 23 minutes a game to start off with is a solid proposition. For a guy with the talent and the ceiling that we know he's got, uh, and it seems, you know, of late he's starting to figure it out. And these next couple of games are crucial. This is a team that really needs to string a couple of wins together to make that top six. and and salvage what was meant to be a ripper of a season for him. Yeah, I know. Look, I'm I'm really considering it. Um, it's probably him or like a Marcus Lee or or somebody like that. Um, Who do you look, got your two bench spots? Uh, well, I've got Trey Kell and I've currently got uh, Taron Armstrong. So, mm-hmm. but that means I would be starting Justin Robinson and Denzel Valentine this week, which is not exactly great. Mm-hmm. But I've made my bed with these blokes. And I'm going to lie in it. Okay. I'm going to give you a little bit of a, a would you rather. Will McDowell White or Justin Robinson to hold for the rest of the season? Look, it's honestly, it's much the same. 
You're looking at 19 Supercoach points against 23. One's on the up and one's just been on a downward spiral. Mm. Will McDowell-White, contract year. It's pretty clear in Illawarra they're not going to bring Justin Robinson back. And I don't think you'll see him in this league again. But Will McDowell-White, he is top property. New Zealand will want to retain him because there was a hell of a lot of uh, uh, interest last offseason. He re up for one year. Do they give him more and more minutes and say, hey, you are our point guard for next year. We're invested in you. Is that how it plays out in New Zealand? And and it could do. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to make playoffs with where they're sitting right now. Mm. I think they're sitting second last. Um, it could just be, hey, we got Will. Um, obviously, he's injured. Um, you know, they would know what Parker Jackson Cartwright, or at least have an idea what's going to happen with Parker Jackson Cartwright, who's been phenomenal this week. Um, but it becomes hard when people are adding Parker Jackson Cartwright at the moment, doesn't it? Um, yeah. Because, yeah, he's probably been on a little bit of a slide. We just haven't yeah. owned him to notice. Yeah, for sure. And perhaps that's coincided with, with Will McDowell White coming back. It was the These were the teething problems we had initially where – how do you play two point guards next to each other who both love the ball in their hand and who are both suspect shooters from outside? Like It was never a great formula. And they were banking on having a lot of this season early on to figure it out and were hoping to peak come the end of the season. But through injury and, and, and whatnot, we've, we've never really been able to get through those teething problems, have we? No, and they've been hit and miss. Um, they've had some fantastic mm. nights. I remember yeah. that run where everybody captain Anthony Lamb um, he's, you know what, at times he's been as good as Taj McCall and, um, and yeah. Bryce Cotton this year. He's probably my third. If I had to do a little awards ceremony for, um, for where Supercoach rankings were at the moment, Anthony Lamb would probably be top three this season. So, All right. Let's figure out how serious you are about this. Would you trade your Cam Bairstow jersey for an Anthony Lamb jersey? No. Mm, you don't even like him. Um, but new, news out of the New Zealand camp is they're very close to a deal to bring him back next year. So um, that'll be good for the league. Hey, Zion Cheatham, the guy who has disappointed the entire Supercoach community by not being centre eligible, what do you see with him? Um, well, look, I've got him on, on my team, um, but I don't, I'm not holding a lot of confidence right now. Um, I traded him out when, when Gaz was out. I traded him in when Gaz was out. Um, I think he'll probably struggle to get to that 48 break even. Um, but again, made my bed, going to live in it. Got a three-round yeah. average of 30, a five-round average of 22. I'm probably more expecting that 22, 23. But if New Zealand are humming, Zylan Cheatham seems to be humming. Um, yeah. New Zealand have just been in a little bit of a slide recently. Yeah, he really seems to get his when they're playing a bit more freely, up and down. You know, when it's that real half-court grind, he's, he's not as effective. Now, in the comments, I'm seeing Rob's punk jump in. He needs some forward ideas. He's got Lamb. He's got Froling at centre. Money is no option. Uh, what are we going to help him out with? I know we've mentioned Gary Clark with the injury cloud. Zylan Cheatham moving forward. You got anything else for him? Mate, well, if money's no option... Um... Just wait. If money's no option, I'll go straight mm. straight and order, order caviar for starters. Um, but if money's no option, I do wonder whether you could go somebody like, I still maybe think like a Mitchell Creek or somebody. Like, I mm. don't hate it. But if money's no option, like, 
I just think that I would rather spend a bit less than Mitchell Creek and spend that money elsewhere. But if you're not worried, mm. just get Mitch Creek out uh, out there and then swap him into, say, a McVeigh or somebody. You know, I think McVeigh's somebody that you can play next week. Um, yeah. oh, look, even a Will Magne, um, like that could be potish because not many people are going to have Will Magne next week. And Big Willie, he is. Like a phenomenal points per minute guy. I think he only played nine minutes in the weekend, still had like twenty-five super coach points. But yeah, yep. for me it's it's Mitch Creek. Um, you know, when they're running Sunday night rec league down at the YMCA, you know, and they only got six players and someone's begging to come off for a sub because he's, you know, gassed and and the other guy's saying, Oh, I forgot my money this week, can you cover me? Um man, the opportunity's there. He's gonna play bulk minutes, he's gonna have to carry that team. And in a format of Supercoach that's nowhere near as uh, penalised for inefficiencies like the old fantasy model, this is going to suit him this weekend. Um, mate, we've, we've started answering a couple of questions here. So let's, let's, let's have question time in the middle, and then we'll answer some questions through the, um, through the end. Uh, just to break it up, let's try something different. Saucy. It's question time. Let's answer your questions for the week ahead. Mate, um, Adrian's asking um, after he wanted a uh, a circle jerk on Matrix, so um, that's fantastic. Um, but Adrian's asking um, whether you would prefer Parker Jackson Cartwright or Harvey at the moment, um, which I think is a really good question because I was thinking the other day how much I regretted the fact that I selected Justin Robinson instead of Harvey. I even toyed around with the idea of getting him. Um, he's got a three-round average of 47, a five-round average of 42, and he's only 4% owned, Tyler Harvey. Um, we chatted about Parker Jackson Cartwright maybe taking a bit of a slide down. There's probably 30Ks, 40Ks difference. Um, is there a case for both? Oh. Well, you mean bring both in? No, is there a case for both? Like, you uh, could go either way. Yeah. Uh, no. Look, PJC... Harvey both have solid schedules, you know, to run it out. But PJC's, he hits across the scoreboard. He's got a couple of steals. He's got, uh, you know, he gets the assists, gets his points. Whereas we're talking about someone who's more akin to a Sobe, more akin to a Chris Goulding when we talk about Tyler Harvey. He scores the basketball and that's it. And if he doesn't score, then he doesn't give you anything. Uh Perhaps if Gary Clark's out, Harvey's going to try and shoulder a bit more of that burden. But we we know the formula with Illawarri. They're going to pound the ball inside. They're going to go to Gary Clark. They're going to go to Sam Froling. And then it's got to come outside. They're playing inside out. Harvey's the beneficiary of hitting some shots. It's not like he's going to get 10 assists. It's not like he actually plays any defense. The steals he gets are accidents. They just fall into his lap. So, look, PJC's my guy there. All right, sounds good. I like it. I just thought I'd throw an argument out there for for Harvey. Mm -hmm. um, look, I I got Robinson instead of him. It was probably the wrong call, but hey, the logic was there. Um, do you think you trade out Galloway from the Kings, Shannon Scott, or Jonah Bolden at the moment? Now, Jonah Bolden is under a bit of an injury cloud, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he hasn't featured much at all over the last few weeks. Um, look, if we were to go put that in order. Well, you go first, Matt. What's what's what order are you getting them out in? Um, 
Bolden, Galloway, Scott. Yep. He, oh, you know, no, Galloway and Bolden are on doubles this week. Um, Bolden, Scott, Galloway. At least Galloway. Well, at least we know Galloway is going to be playing. Maybe in two games, he can yep. outscore Scott. Yeah. Look, I, I think you're you're right there. Scott has been good, but it's not going to take much for his score to go from that mid twenties to to ten. You know, he's been scoring like four points, four rebounds, four assists and a steal. You know, all it takes is a couple of guys to not hit shots when Brisbane are not good and those assists go down to one. You know, he's not getting those uh, those steals. You know, it goes from three steals to one. That, that score is starting to halve. He doesn't put up a lot of points where you're going to guarantee to get at least, you know, 15 super coach points from that perspective. So, um, look, Bolden injury cloud hasn't done much. So, yeah, get, get rid of Bolden, get rid of Scott, then get rid of Galloway if that order helps you make your decision. Mate, uh, Flying Toilet's here for your charisma, good looks, and not your advice. Um, obviously, because he scored 538, so that's about 100 more than you last week. So uh, rub that in, mm. Flying Toilet. Um, look, Vern Supercoach, <laughs> Vern Supercoach really enjoyed the shootout between Cotton and Adams uh, at the good. end of that game. Um, was extremely entertained. Um, a good question from Hayden. Um, do we think players like Cotton and Travis could be rested in round 20? Um, thinking Cotton could be a hold for the rest of the season, um, seeing most teams have singles anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you, what do you, what's your stance on that? Um, look, Cotton is one of those guys and I yeah. really have, mm-hmm. I really haven't done it with anyone play people on a single over people on a double, um, unless they are really bottom feeders in my team. But, look, Cotton could score you 45, uh, which is probably more than a Jalen Galloway or something on a double. For sure. Yeah, look, it's probably a two-part question. Look, players like Cotton Travers, could they be rested in round 20? Look, it often happens, but I just don't see it this year. <coughs> Perth are going to want to finish first. And, you know, we might be able to make a better call closer to round 20. But right now, I think they're going to be gunning for first spot. Melbourne have been on a little bit of a slide. Perth are on a tear. You know, if it's coming down to percentage or, or one win, Perth are playing all the way to the end. Uh, and they're going to want momentum going into finals. I don't think really is a guy who's going to rest guys and do player management. He, he hasn't done any coaching with Bryce Cotton all year. The guy has not been subbed. Like, you're really coaching four blokes and rotating those, those spots, isn't he? Uh, Travers, JLA's out. He, he's been injured. They're on a slide. I think Melbourne are going to hold on to top spot. I, I don't see anyone getting rested there, um, you know, unless, of course, that game's a blowout. <coughs> You're right, though. Cotton's probably the one guy you can hold through singles, and you know, the money's a lot, but with a lot of team, a lot of rounds with guys on, you know, only two teams on a double, he, he could be the answer. Mate, um, Corey um, actually won our standard squeeze of the week last week. So congratulations, mate. Um, I think he's got a four-in-one pack on the way out. Um, he wants to trade Galloway and Bolden as he got the Bolden donut this week. Um, now, two players between 200 and 300K for forwards. Um, look, Keanu Pinders just in there. Um, I think if I was in his position, I would start to look towards next week. Um, Jack McVeigh is somebody that I would probably throw around. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm interested to see your thoughts. Will Magnes, of course, forward eligible. Um, yeah, Young Lee, I don't know. Young Lee was where I was going to go. That, that's what I'm liking. Schedule, 
an opportunity, especially if that injury cloud over Gary Clark uh, starts to uh, get a little darker. Uh, yeah, look, I, I haven't got the list of players in that price range in front of me, but there's, there's a couple of options there. Young Lee's only 180k, which would allow you to maybe go all the way to a uh, to a McVeigh or or somebody like mm-hmm. that. Um, I definitely wouldn't be going sideways to a Valentine or or yeah. or that. I don't, I don't well, know. Like maybe as Island he's Chatham. He's trying to Matrix. He's already got Young Lee. We, we need to go back to the drawing board. Yep. Um, mate, let's let's head on to the most traded in and out. Do it. Sorry, I'm a bit stiff. This is why, this is why, this is why I'm hot. Mate, the most traded in this week is Parker Jackson Cartwright, 348k. 10% of teams are bringing him in. Um, you see why? He's been great. The schedule opens up. Um, yeah. Parker Jackson Cartwright season. Absolutely. He's uh, he's a trusted performer. He, he hasn't disappointed on too many occasions. He's He's never been bad. He's either been good or great. And... I think we can expect that from here on out. Um, the next one's Anthony Lamb, uh, 395K. Um, so he is spending up for him. Um, I'm pretty confident I'll be bringing in Anthony Lamb this week, uh, regardless of the schedule. Yeah, great form, despite it not translating overly well last week. Like I actually watched the game, and, and to the eye test, he was a cut above the rest. Uh, 31 actual points, scored at will. It, and the rebounds, I think only had three of them, but man, they were unlucky. They bobbled out or um, teammates swooped in. And the assists, I reckon he could have had four or five assists uh, if guys could hit a shot. There were, there were so many plays like, like that this week. Watching uh, that Sydney game, Denzel Valentine, I reckon he was going for 30 assists if, in the first five minutes if Angus Glover could hit the backside of a barn or uh, any of these other players could remember how to catch the ball. It was... It's like they put a bet on the game that he'd be under 10 assists. Denzel's looking a bit better to me. Um, I know, like, I've said that I'm trading him out basically every week for about nine weeks right now. Mm. Um, but, yeah, look, he just just does enough. Yeah, just enough to that someone else has done worse. But, yeah, after this week on the double, I think you really got to look to move on. There's still enough cash there you can get something decent in return. Um, Gorjok Jack, um, yeah, obviously 135k. We've chatted about him. Uh, look, it depends what you're doing with the with the rest of that money that you've got there. Um, look, he's going to have opportunity. Maybe it's worth a punt on your bench. Is he forward center eligible or just center? Yes, he's forward center eligible. Okay, so thanks for telling me. Unlike you did with Wiley for the first 15 rounds of the season, but um, may influence some decisions. It may be a uh, a sideways move from anyone holding someone like Fabian Krizovic. Yeah, I've got to shout out um, a flying toilet here with a Kyron Galloway. Um, he brought him yeah. in. Um, definitely credit credit in that too. in that first one. Um, Jacob Wiley out. Um, Kyron always looked like the beneficiary there. Um, good young player that's played well all year. Um, yeah, grabbed this opportunity by the balls and was really good this week. Yeah, shot shot the ball well as well from three. He. Uh, He's just so active out there on the boards. He's he's almost a more skilled Jacob Wiley. And I was hearing, I don't know if I've heard this wrong, but is Jacob Wiley on a two-year deal? Are they bringing him back next year? Because um, I'm not sure. Because if they are, don't. 
Tyron Galloway is the future for that team, very much like his brother has been in Sydney. And if you, re- you know, recruit a uh, a wily over the top of him and stifle his development, my God, that's there's something wrong with this organisation. Um, Wiley is back in Adelaide for the twenty four twenty five season. That's um, pitiful. Surely it's got to be like a team option or something. Or it's DJ Brooke recruiting. Um, yeah. Can you bring um, up uh, the flying toilets comment there? Uh, it says he was at the chicken shop on Wednesday, Arvo. Um, what do you reckon his order is? Chicken necks um, for a little uh, for a little stew that he's baking up at home? Mmm. Little giblets. I think it's something yeah, it's weird like that. He doesn't seem like you normally just, you know, breast and uh, tips kind of guy. Yeah, I do, li- I do like me some thigh as well. Um, look, uh, uh, chicken and chip shop, bro. Yeah, thanks, bro. Um, uh, we had um, Bryce Cotton, 5.6% of people are bringing him in. Um, look, goes without saying, he's got one week. He's the best captain option this week. I get it. All right, riddle me this with uh, bringing guys in, Matrix. If you happen to be in a position where maybe, just maybe you were going to concede your overall ranking for the season and maybe have a little tilt at a head-to-head competition you might be in for a 1000 bucks, um, how would you approach this differently to win the round and progress through to the finals? Yeah, look, I'd focus. I'd look at, firstly, you've got to look at your other matchup. Um, the Supercoach app allows you to have a look at your other matchup and you've got to yep. start working out what your pods are. Um, you've got to start looking at, you know, if he's holding somebody, like if he's holding a lot of Adelaide players this week, um, that's the opportunity for you to trade out your Adelaide players, perhaps. But you've also got to be careful that you make it through to the next round mm. um, and you don't just fall in an absolute yep. heap. Um, well, that's... Look, uh... That's where my follow-up question comes in. If you happen to be in a position where you get the double chance, do you throw this round and start loading up for two rounds to win your next matchup? Yes, you 100% do. Um, you start to work out your Adelaide. Oh, you probably start to work out. You don't have any Perth players because um, they go 2-1-1-2. Um, you mm. don't have any Southeast Melbourne players. You don't have any Sydney players. Um, you could go to Sydney players. Um, you could start going early on Illawarra players, New Zealand players. And um, look, it's fine to just stash an extra Adelaide player as long as you've got an exit plan for round 19, maybe to an Illawarra or a New Zealand player. Sounds like complicated math. I've got to make sure I carry the one, but we'll uh, we'll have a look at it. Um, sounds good, man. Um, the next one in the list is Sam Froling. Um, people rectifying that mistake, maybe of not having him uh, the last little bit. 4.6% of people didn't have him. Still understand bringing him in. For sure. He's still got a good run to go. You're, you're buying at a premium, but he's, um, look, he's their only genuine big, and he's been great. Um, Todd Blanchfield, people are bringing him in, uh, just downgrading a little bit. 3.1% of people there. Will McDowell-White, 3.2% of people are bringing him in. Um, look, with his schedule, I, I know I'm looking at that myself, but that's more. I can't afford Parker Jackson Cartwright. I can afford Will McDowell White. Let's roll the dice. Um, and mm-hmm. people are bringing in Usher, which I don't fully understand. You would. If anyone could understand bringing in Usher, it would be you. 
Oh, mate, he, he was Rob's call. I just brought him in one week, and um, look, yeah, he had me. He had me jiving. It was great. Um, oh, man, we are so white. <laughs> that's enough chat about our show. Let's talk about the guys that are traded out. Mate, um, Taj McCall, the most traded out. Unfortunately for the great person he's been, um, threw me an absolute monkey turd right there at the end. Um, and 406K, that can be spent on people that have doubles. For sure. he's He's been great. But uh, sometimes you're only as good as your last uh, effort, and that was abysmal. So, um, look, but shout out to Taj. He's come back this year a much better player. Like, talking preseason, there's no way on earth I would have brought him back as if I was the Cairns coach. And he's found a jump shot. He looks like he can play without seven turnovers a game now. And so I wouldn't be surprised if they keep bringing him back again. He's, uh, he's solid. Um, Jonah Bolden traded out. That's probably mainly because of the injury. I know there's a double yep. this week, but um, didn't play last week. Um, look, yeah, I have actually haven't heard anything from Sydney. I was trying to find something, couldn't find anything. So um, I'm just gonna expect the worst. Surely Hunter's been playing ch- well. Yeah, they won't probably rush him back. Um, although they need to try something. They they're playing territory at the moment. Absolutely, it's uh. It's probably the hottest seat in the league right now for uh, the Sydney coach. Um, Paddy Miller, 5% of people trading him out. You understand that with Taj McCall as well? For sure. The, the schedule's done. They've been great. Absolute servants of the Supercoach game. But, uh, you know, time to break up. You know, it's, it's not us. It's you. It's your schedule. There's actually there's actually a few Cairns players getting moved out. Uh, Taron Armstrong's in this miss, mix. Um, Sam yeah. Menenga's in this mix as well. Don't know how I feel about Taron. You obviously have the same feeling as me. Mm, well, I understand Meninga. Like that whole, he played four minutes the other game. They went with Gak. Like it's unpredictable with your bigs and cans. But yeah, Taron, it's been a love hate relationship. The you know he blew a boost for me in the first uh, week of the season, which hurt. Uh, wouldn't that be handy in your back pocket right about now? But um, yeah, 175. I think he's probably hit the ceiling, but he's. He's a starter again. He's playing minutes. A sideways move to Will McDowell-White is probably the only one I can see making sense. And that's sort of where I'm at. And I do consider it a little bit of a luxury trade. He plays almost yeah. twice as many games um, going through the rest of the season. Um, I don't have any urgent trades. I can't afford McVeigh. Um, I can only afford like a Drimmich or somebody like that, which I don't like. I want to bring in a Cairns player. Um Look, it doesn't Tassie work player. with Marcus Lee because he's going to sit on my bench. But yeah, sorry, Tazzy player. Um, it's not going to work with Marcus Lee because I've got um, pump um in that week there. So yeah, look, it just doesn't really really work for me there. Um, but another one coming in is um, Jacob Wiley's been traded out, and I sort of go why this week. Um, okay. I know Hammer's struggling with the internet at the moment, but I'm I'm a bit confused about where to where to go with Jacob Wiley because I oh know they could yep. just shut him down for the year, but look, he is playing next year. Um, I'm going to wait for some news on Jacob Wiley, which we haven't got it yet. Yeah, I, I've got him on my bench at the backup center. It's, 
I don't have a luxury trade like you, so he's probably going to uh, remain sitting there. But they look so much better with Galloway. I would you mess with that formula after being on a two-game win streak, somehow mathematically keeping your chance to play off the live with that squad? Would you want to do something that that messes with it? I mean, can anyone actually tell me what the injury with him was? Is it, is it a heart lead? Is he just done playing? It's I don't know, man. This Adelaide team is a is a bit of a mess right now, but it, it's an interesting proposition because Adelaide have a couple of guys who are semi relevant over the next couple of weeks, especially in that round eighteen. Vasiljevic. Don't know how many people are holding on to him. Uh, Isaac Humphries is another one. They're on singles this week. I've I've got both Trey Kell, Isaac Humphries, and uh, Jacob Wiley. There's three Adelaide guys right now that I've got to do something about. There's some, some moving and shaking to do here, Matrix. Yeah, do you have a boost saved up? Just asking. I know our community team does. Uh, I don't, but um, getting back to our community team, 48 overall. Like, is that good yeah. or is that good? Yeah, it just goes to show that, like, if you talk it out with a with a good group of lads um, that speak a bit of sense, um, a flying toilet aside, um, you can you can create something special. And they have a boost, so I'm not sure whether. And I'm going to bring it up in the Discord. I'm not sure whether it's to boost in Adelaide and Tasmania players or spend two mm. weeks loading up boost out of them. Um, I'm not 100% sure yet, but um, but I'm pretty keen. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, look, Flying Toilet's uh, in there bumping his hump and his Kellen, his Kenyon and, and everything he's he ever mentioned. But uh, I'm just waiting for him to say, get on Kyle Adnam for another one of his stupid calls, like he said about uh, who was the one that he called a couple of weeks ago that was just absolutely pitiful. But, yeah, look. He, he's had a fair few contributions and he's made a big effort. And um, yeah, look, got to, got to recognize it. And him and, and, you know, so many guys in this community group have, have really put in a super effort in that Discord and, and got us to 48. So look, a few rounds to go. Let's see what damage we can do. This boost is probably a luxury that a lot of those top teams don't have. Yeah. I don't know if first overall is um, applicable. I think I counted. We were about 300 points down. Um, but yeah, we could give it a. You know, we could give it maybe a top 20 fit, finish a red hot go with that boost. I feel like after all the help we've uh, given, do it for Jack. He, he owes us a couple of hundred points. Maybe we could, uh, <laughs> you know, cash considerations or something. Mate, um, I'm excited to hear your trades this week. So, Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to report a trade. Yeah, well, <laughs> this is... um. It's interesting. I've only just started playing with it while we've been on the pod. Been a little bit flat out with work, but um, I'm thinking possibly Luke Travers. We haven't mentioned him on the pod, but uh, he's guard board eligible. Uh, and I'm looking at getting out of uh, Humphrey, moving Froling to, to centre, and bringing in Bryce Cotton. So my, my starting lineup would look like Gary Clark, Luke Travers, uh, Sam Froling, Bryce Cotton with the captain on him, uh, Trey Kell. Uh, and then Valentine is about the only player of note on my bench. Um, it, it's been difficult. I'm, I'm short of what I want to do cash-wise. Uh, Position-wise, I haven't had a great amount of flexibility. 
And like I've sort of been hinting throughout the podcast, I'm also in half a frame of mind to play the head-to-head a little more. So, yeah, probably more to the point. What are you doing with yours? Mate, um, look, I first things first, I'm a realist. Um, but Taj, Taj McCall um, will come in. I, Taj McCall will go out. Sorry, I threw myself by being fucking hilarious. Um, Taj McCall is probably going to be <laughs> be out for Anthony Lamb. Um, I think with the jewel of Denzel Valentine, if I have to trade out Gary Clark, I could afford Cotton instead of Anthony Lamb and maybe just go with a cheaper option there. But right now my thoughts are Will McDowell White for in for Taron Armstrong and Anthony Lamb in for Taj McCall. But I'm waiting on Gary Clark. Gary Clark I consider a, a season holder. Uh, but if he's not playing this week, that's 360K that I need like right now. For sure. Can, uh, can you get away this week without a full starting five on double? No, not with six teams on doubles. I think you're just mm-hmm. going to fall away. Um, yeah. Look, you should be able to find a way. Um, but, yeah, unless like unless you've got a heap of Tassie and a heap of Adelaide players, I know that mm. you've got one extra Adelaide player than me. Um, but, yeah. yeah, look, I think that you should be able to find a way to play five, yeah. maybe four, if, if your guy that you're playing is like a Justin Robinson or someone. Look, I won't throw too much shade on you. Yeah. If, if you're a, uh, in the position where right now you don't hold either uh, Anthony Lamb or Bryce Cotton, you can only bring one in. Which way are you leading to? I'm Lamb bringing in Cotton. Cotton probably has the game. Yeah, I'm probably bringing in Cotton and pivoting, using Cotton to get... I really don't mind the way of going Cotton to like a Milton Doyle next week. And mm-hmm. then worrying about the guys with the two doubles there at the end, your, your Illawarra and your, um, yeah. uh, what is it, your Illawarra and your, your New Zealand guys. Mm-hmm. That's probably the best pathway. But, gee, you need a lot of things to fall right. Like, you need to make sure that there's no injuries. Um, I've got a cloud over Gary Clark in my team at the moment. Like, if mm-hmm. he's ruled out, that just gets thrown. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Look, you, you've touched on any a bit of luck. If you were to split it down to a percentage, if you were going to go – you know, start of next season, say, I'm going to win Supercoach this year. How much is skill and how much is luck, percentage-wise? I think there's a lot of skill, but I also think it's calculated risks. I mm. think it's a lot of delving into the Supercoach app and seeing how many of the top 1% are doing this. How many of the top 1% have this player? Having a look at that person's matchups that 68% of people own and get a guy that maybe 30% of people have. Um, and, and rolling the dice that week. I know it was a small, I'm quite proud of this, but I know it's a really small, you know, uptick this week starting frolling over over Humphreys. But I think that that was a big balls move because I think a lot of people were starting Humphreys. Um, I think maybe, you know, liking Taj McCall's matchups. Did it work? Fuck no. But I held Taj McCall for so long, waiting for this week, knowing that I was going to captain him. And if it paid off, I would have, yeah, thought that I was you know, Jesus or whatever. So pretty much we need to go to casinos and start counting cards. Um, yep. Yeah, look, I think there is an element of luck in, in terms of injury. Now that That's yep. something that really can derail your season. You know, all those late scratchings, 
you know, I know every year that I've I've done well on the old fantasy platform, like when I think I finished thirty fifth overall was one of my best was was during one of those COVID years. And a lot of people got shafted by border closures, by injury. Um, and I just seemed to dodge it for the whole year. And I thought, man, my luck has got to run out. And it, and it didn't. And so, yeah, I, I think yeah, 100% right. There's a lot of skill involved. But I think there is still that element that, you know, the stars got to align at some point. Boys, loving, loving, loving a lot of the questions coming in. Um, we are going to finish in oh just more comments or really with anything coming in at the moment which is great um mm. mate let's let's go to our captains because we've only got three more times to hear this delicious soundbite again well, captain my captain well, captain my captain mate who's who's your captain this week just hit me with it uh it's gonna have to be cotton if i'm bringing him in you don't spend you know $464,800 and get, you know, floor mats thrown in with it um, to not captain him. I I don't think you can go past him. I I don't have a lot of other options. What what are you thinking? Um, I'm bringing in Anthony Lamb. I can't afford cotton. Um, Mm. I might toy with it a little bit more. Uh, maybe I, I get rid of a Robinson or or someone like that uh, along with Taj McCall and see if I can afford it. I'm just really worried about what I'll get in return. Like I do think a Will McDowell White will get me, you know, 10 points, which means he's going to get me get score 20 points. But I do think he's going to get 10 points and then he's going to get 20 points on the doubles. Um, whereas, yeah, I'm not so keen on Justin Robinson now. It was probably a mistake. Um, but... Yeah, look, that's probably the the questions I've got. But it's Anthony Lamb right now for me. I'm sitting there with the big captain on it. Um, I've gone pods. I don't know if I've owned cotton all year, to be completely honest. Um, I've made my bed. I'm going to lie in it. For sure, man. It's, it's got to work for you. It's, uh, it reminds me of a time that I broke up with a girl because she was with Optus. Uh, you know, it's just sometimes things don't line up. And, and when you're like... You know, 16 years old, and it's one cent text, Telstra to Telstra. And she's a 25 cent text that drains your credit in one night. And you've got to go back up to the newsagent on the corner and buy the old little ticket to reload credit on your phone. It's You've got to cut your losses at some point. It doesn't matter how it's good hard. they've been she, for you. She, she did have turbo text, though. Um, you mm. know, every... Every $30 she was throwing out, she was getting $150 worth of credit for a 25 cent text. So, um... Yeah. Yeah, look, it was. Pro- remember, she's probably pretty up, happy. If you stayed up past nine pm, it was uh, free talk, Telstra, Telstra as well. So, um, <laughs> look, she made her choice. She made her bed. She had to sleep in it as well. So, uh, yeah. Shout out to Mate, Rob, Rob's <laughs> Punk. Uh, Rob, Rob's Punk really enjoyed that one. Um, Julian's in the chat again. Popped in a bit late. I know we've chatted chatted about it. Look, is Gak fieldable this week? I'm sitting on the, I don't mind bringing him in, depending as to what you do with your other trades and sitting him on your bench, but I'm not sure I could start him this week. No, it's, oh. <laughs> you'd like to say that he's rocks and diamonds, but there's been rocks and just rocks. smooth the rocks this year. It's, uh, I have I've very little faith in him. The only one that's half relevant on Southeast Melbourne would have to be Mitch Green. 
With three round average of 26, um, does have a break even of seven. Um, we've seen him play good basketball before, which is encouraging, but that's only really if you need a downgrade option. Um, the schedule's yep. not there. Um, yeah, look, it's not great. There's not much that is there. No, I'd avoid. There's better options out there. Mate, um, yeah, look, everybody just chatting in the chat about being late on Harrison. We've just queued up an hour. Um, mate, it's it's time to head off. Um, look, you can follow us on Twitter. Um, there's nine to nine free calls there from uh, from Rob's Punk. And, um, yeah, look, you've uh, listened to an Insight Fantasy Sports podcast. 29 more minutes and you're getting free calls. Get on it, boys. Yeah.